Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education. Hello, everyone. I am Katie Petzer, joined by Dave <coughs> Fira. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. I knew you'd enjoy that. Now, as many of you do know, our K-12 classical online school is enrolling students for this upcoming fall. So, hey, what are you waiting for? Hmm? Exactly what? You should go right now to Freedom forschool.com to request your free information packet. That's freedomforschool.com. And when you go there, you just say, hey, educated, you're the ones who sent me here, and now I have my free information packet, and now I'm going to enroll students because we want them to have a good education. Now, West Virginia schools, meanwhile, are uh, beefing up the security, and they're going high-tech this upcoming fall, adding facial recognition cameras to all public entrances that will help determine whether a person is safe to enter their buildings. Interesting. Yeah. What do we think about this one? Yeah, I'm really concerned about facial rec technology recognition. I don't have it on my phone. I don't use it. Um, anyway, it's, it's kind of biblical stuff in a way, some of this technology. But at some West Virginia schools, they're going to use facial rec recognition to ID sex offenders and other unwanted people. And these are going to be installed at the schools. So... Um, it's not a brand new idea, but it's interesting that the public education system is finding a way to, uh, I'm because sh- so, once you bring something in, even though it might be for a good reason or a good cause, it can be abused and people can take advantage of the system. People can find a way to, um, get away from this. Anyway, it, it's, it's interesting, but these are the public schools there. They've got the software that will be implemented, and it's going to alert administrators to any unwanted guests or even sex offenders, according to Tim Cash. Now, we've got a video to set this up, and then we'll come back and talk more about it. Starting this semester, St. Therese is using facial recognition software. It's one of the first schools in the country trying the technology. Similar systems are already used in some airports, train stations, even sporting events. Do you feel safer? I do believe this technology has created a safer environment for our children. We can see where we couldn't see before. Here's how the real network software called Safer works. First, video cameras are placed around the building. You got a camera here. Then you register in the school computer. Once approved, your name is added into the system. Then when you get to the school door, you don't even have to ring the doorbell. Just smile, and the system lets you right in so you can go straight to the front desk. Now just used for staff here. Visitors must be approved before being let in. And if someone is a known threat, as in this demonstration with a Real Network's employee... Threat detected. The system alerts school staff and the doors stay locked. But some critics worry the information could end up in the wrong hands. I have no doubt that at some point some of it will end up on some rogue website somewhere out there on the internet and it won't be able to be gotten back. Important concerns as educators consider high-tech upgrades in school security, but wonder, will they pass the test? Threat detected. Threat detected. (laughs) Threat detected. I mean, what's it going to cause the person to run off um interesting katie your thoughts initial thoughts we keep beefing up security and you know when we talk about 
like anytime, unfortunately, there's a shooting at a school, it's beefing up security. And we focus here on like what technological things can we do to solve the issue. On this side, we have actual education of children and actually understanding how children operate and if they have any issues going on, maybe mental health things. And we're like, eh, we could address that, but instead let's beef up security. You know, like it's, it's always coming down to, well, uh, we could actually deal with the real problem or we could just beef up security. And so like, if you think like back in my day, when I went to school, you would just walk into the, into the school building, you'd go to the classrooms. We didn't have any issues, but like these schools everywhere now, it, it's probably easier to get into a prison or out of a prison than it is to get into or out of these schools. Like the, the ones that are really beefing up the security. And it's like, do you want that for your children or should you just keep them at home where it's probably a lot safer? I don't know. Well, the Think upgrades, yeah, they're, they're, the upgrades to technology are coupled with a $2 million investment from the state government mm. to improve school safety. So yeah, the government gets involved. Uh, tax dollars are involved, of course, and you're talking about, and now this was just one school. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so millions of dollars per school. To, and think about this, if you're the technology company, Oh yeah, you're gonna. If more schools catch on to that, you're gonna start raking oh, it in. And that's what I mean. These companies are out there in all different facets, trying to like, what can we create that we can mass market to all the mm. schools? Because they're the schools are always talking about how they need more security and they want to feel safe. Well, that's a huge market across the nation. When you have thousands upon thousands of schools that you could easily, if you could, even in one big city sell it just to the one city i mean that company could that could be their entire business so the the fact that this is happening that they are creating these options yeah. these schools are getting inundated daily with like sales pitches on this type of stuff yes so you know I, so let's look at what the system yeah. can do we have some bullet points on this so it's a live video analytics platform Rockwatch. And it'll be used to identify visitors and help administrators manage building access before guests enter. Let's go down to the bullet points. It can be used to approve or deny visitors before they enter the premises, detect incidents or intruders, including long guns. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. um, configure smart alerts for any device and count or locate missing children during an incident that's interesting as well and my understanding of that is all of the children would have to be in this facial recognition system and then when they get them i'm sure there's a cam cameras inside like maybe in the gym or whatever yeah. where you can see all the students and they can count and they can find out who's missing that's interesting it's gonna take a lot of money but that's an interesting point does it include after that student has their surgeries top surgeries and bottom surgeries and all the surgeries that they cosmetic surgeries Ooh, they're getting now identity. do they have to then get a new photo taken yeah, what if they identify is as, it bigoted of them uh -oh. to ask for a new photo they're gonna, they're gonna run into that snag and there will be true. legislation on this that true. this is gonna be discriminatory right sure. they're gonna come up with something like you know the trans community wait a minute that's discriminatory because that's who i was i'm not exactly. that anymore. not that person anymore the person you have in the, your facial rec system how dare i identify you? as someone that's not that person anyway still to come hollywood actress and planned parenthood promoter gwyneth paltrow as most in hollywood do she admits she was shocked katie shocked shocked by what california public schools were teaching her daughter 
about sex at such a young age. We're discussing that next. Today's episode is brought to you by Freedom Project Academy. Looking for a K-12 classical online school built on Judeo-Christian values? FPA is enrolling now for the fall. Request your free information packet at freedomforschool.com. That's freedom, F-O-R, school.com. Gwyneth Paltrow, actress. Liberal. Vagina perfumed candle maker. Was she, was that? Yeah. Yep. She is shocked though. Shocked that, uh, (laughs) (laughs) actually, I guess we're shocked that she favors a more gentle approach to discussing sex in school than what actually her kids were receiving for the information when they were in sixth grade. Now, Gwyneth Paltrow has said during an interview that I remember my kids both went to this fantastic elementary school here in Los Angeles. Right. They taught them sex ed in sixth grade, which like, yeah, okay. But I really was not prepared with the information that they came home with. They taught them everything, everything. Anything you are thinking, they taught the 11, 12 year olds, told them everything. I swear. Now, I don't have Gwyneth Paltrow's like, accent down, but you can imagine how she said those words. Now, she uh, noted that even her daughter, <clears throat> Apple, who Wait is now 18... Was, is that a real name? Yes, yes. Apple? Yes, were, we, were you not around 18 years ago when she was born? No. In the, oh, David. What's, Unfortunately, do everyone, they have a son, Orange? or? How dare you? Sorry. How dare you? Anyway, so Uh, her daughter was disturbed. Yes, by what she was being taught. Yeah. Apple said. It sounds so funny to say Apple said. Apple said. The Apple said. The Apple said. I will never forget. (laughs) Okay, it's actually mom saying about uh, Apple. Okay, mom's talking about her daughter. I will never forget Apple and her best friend Emily sitting at our kitchen banquet in shock, like color drained from their face. They're like, do people do this? That's what mom said. And you're like... The moral of this story or part is of it... Is there a moral to this story? The moral story? of this immoral, odd story is even the leftist, progressive, secular progressive liberals in the movie industry, entertainers in Hollywood, have children that are also uber-liberal and anything goes in a weird, weird worldview, right? Many of them have. They were shocked at some of the sex ed... Well, here's the deal. This I, is, and so this is confusing to me. Okay, so Gwyneth Explain. Paltrow, yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow is an adamant, outspoken supporter of Planned Parenthood. Okay, as most of Hollywood is. Right. Yes. But it's like when it hits home and it's your own child, all of a sudden you do think a little differently, even in this context. Like maybe, yeah, she's still going to support Planned Parenthood because she's not putting connections together. But Gwyneth Paltrow. On, so on the surface level, like all of them are like, oh yeah, Planned Parenthood. Yeah, but yeah. when it hits home, when she, her daughter and her daughter's best friend are sitting right there at your kitchen table and, and with, as she said, color drained from their face, all of a sudden you turn off the, well, I need to be a supporter of everything left. And you become a common sense sane person again when it hits home. And if we could actually have that hit home more, <sighs> maybe our country would not be doomed. But I digress. In utter news, um, <laughs> yes, utter, utter news. I got that. The end of the world may be upon us as the federal government considers banning chocolate milk, chocolate milk. Chocolate milk? From public schools. Yeah, we're going to talk about that next. 
Today's show is sponsored by our friends at MyPillow. Save up to 66% on pristine quality bedding, towels, slippers, signature pillows, and much more when you use the code EDUCATED. That's E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D, EDUCATED. Support this show and a great American company. Chocolate milk outrage 2023. Let it don't be true. I'm sorry to... Let it don't be true. I'm sorry to burst your little chocolate milk carton over there. Uh, Twitter users lit up the U.S. Department of Agriculture over a proposal that would ban chocolate milk for the children's in the cafeteria. A headline tweeted by the New York Post read, USDA weighs ban on chocolate milk in school cafeterias. Uh, and in the piece, it noted that there, this ban has already actually been adopted in major cities like San Francisco and Washington, D.C. Oh, I oh, am shocked. Stop Color right me there. shocked. Stop right there. Whenever something starts with a brilliant idea in Washington, D.C. and San Francisco, well, mm-hmm. oh, just the rest of the country, take note, right? Don't, and don't follow along. I don't know what all those houseless people in San Francisco because they can just go be housed in the cafeterias now. Uh, what are they going to drink? Now, this proposal would actually ban the product, chocolate milk, in elementary and middle school cafeterias across the whole country. What? I'm telling you right now, you're going to have a problem with uh, those of us in the Midwest. Um, you're just going to have a, a little teensy bit of a problem there. Um, one official... Erica Lauren Kenny, a public health and nutrition professor at the Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health, actually told the Wall Street Journal, from a public health perspective, it makes a lot of sense to try to limit the servings of these flavored milks because they do have quite a lot of added sugar. Uh Uh-huh. Yes, from a public health perspective. But when do we actually ever look at things from a public health perspective? David. You, huh? you know what I'm saying? Past yeah. past couple years, maybe. What? Past couple years, public health perspective. What about? A couple, him? three years ago. No. Anything happened over the past couple, three um, years ago from a public hmm, health perspective? Let's see, anything? Like 2020 or something? Ooh, like that? Anyway, 2019. Um, now, opponents, common sense people, uh, have questioned the ban and they noted the ridiculousness of taking a product that most kids like and that has nine essential nu- nutrients in it and they say, you can't drink this, you have to drink plain? Question mark. Now, of course, how dare they? ban chocolate milk and not white milk Ooh, you're opening up a whole nother can katie petrick but first we've got to watch this video and we'll come back and talk about it lunchtime snack time anytime chocolate milk is a favorite for a lot of kids but now the usda says some of this has as much sugar as soda and now the government may take it off the menu at public schools. I think that's more of like my job as a parent to tell them what they should and shouldn't be able to have versus what the school feels as though my child should and shouldn't be able to have. Boston Public Schools has already taken it out of cafeterias. All milk is unflavored. No flavored milk will be offered. But here in Watertown, it's still up for grabs at school. Not all flavored milk is created equal. The USDA recommends no more than 10 grams of added sugar per serving in flavored milk. And according to this label, 17 grams, that's too much. New England Dairy, which represents local dairy producers, says flavored milk has its benefits. Calcium, vitamin D, and potassium. 
And those are three nutrients that we know kids aren't getting enough of. And the reality is kids love flavored milk. Kids love sugar as well. Yes. I can I can argue on both sides of this. It's just hilarious to me that this is like chocolate milk. Huh. Here we go. Moo. Well, that was from CBS Boston, which as most of us understand, it's not too far from Boston Harbor. <laughs> right? No. So chocolate milk, I mean, I saw that did it say 26 grams of sugar? I mean, that is getting pretty hey, high there. No, no, it's fine. Just ban the chocolate milk. And I guess you're going to have to survive children on your giant Frappa Lappuccinos that you get at Starbucks oh goodness, every morning good point. or after school. So it's good okay. Point. It's okay. And, and th- with those, we're talking about a thousand oh. calories and fat and sugar. And not a lot of protein. Like chocolate milk does offer you some protein. Okay, now, you make um, a good argument. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some <laughs> of the, the responses that we got from Twitter yeah. um, <laughs> are saying, why don't you just ban happiness? <laughs> just ban happiness. Why don't you? Um I like Steve McLaughlin up there. He says, yeah, that's what's causing obesity, a half pint of milk. Not the lack of movement or added sugar and deadly high fructose corn syrup and additives in everything they eat. From school day, or every school day, should have at least two exercise periods. I, I mean, as someone who loves to you know, be physically fit and active and moving, uh, we could counter all of that. You know, one of the best things to do after having, if you go for like, if you do like a weightlifting session and maybe you should do some gymnastics and that or CrossFit as I call it, uh, drinking some chocolate milk is good for recovery. I'm just putting it out there. It is. Nine grams of protein in a serving. Just You heard it here, uneducated. Um, uh, legal Insurrection said, why don't they serve children cardboard? <laughs> uh, Phineas Farquhar said, nanny state wants to suck all the fun out of life. Katie, you had a good one, didn't you? Was there another one you wanted to read or no? Did we get to that? All all of them are good. You know. Just bad happiness. Yeah, that's good. That's nice. It's true. It's true. All right, still to come. The oldest dog in the world has just turned 217 years old in dog years. Now we're going to introduce you next to Bubby. If you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project media app. It's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows, plus lecture series, archive programs, and award-winning animated videos for families like the Presidential Minute, Battles of America, and Heroes of the West. Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project media app from your app store and allow notifications. And we'll let you know when a new video is ready. Well, happy birthday, Bobby. It's spelled B-O-B-I. The world's oldest living dog. And I thank our producer, Mike Menzel, for tossing me a bone on this story. I'm a dog lover. I've had a pack of two dogs, then three dogs. And now we're starting all over with a ne- our next pack of three dogs. And uh, But he's old. Um, I mean, over 200 in dog years because you multiply by seven, I guess, or more. Um, he was born 1992. If you know nothing about dogs, I mean, the oldest dog I've ever had lived to be 16. Oh, wow. 16. Some small dogs can live longer, like maybe 20 years, but that's a lot. So this is a rural Portuguese village. I don't know what they're feeding them. 
We'll find out in a minute, though. It's interesting. Bobby's owner, Leona or Lionel, Leo, Leonel Costa, said it will be a very traditional Portuguese party that uh, they're going to throw for Bobby. Local meats and fish are going to be served to guests and extra for Bobby, who only eats human food. Ooh. That is interesting because, you know, a lot of people, a lot of pet food companies say, Human food is bad for dogs. Well, here's a, what, 31-year-old dog, which has got to be some kind of record. It is a record. And they're giving Bobby human food. Mm-hmm. Um, something's going on here, so they must be doing something right. Or it's maybe it's just the, this unique uh, dog and it's in his genes. Well, how do you, one of the biggest contributing factors to his longevity is in what, what they say is a calm, peaceful environment so you take that a calm peaceful environment and you take feeding him human food i don't know there's some interesting things i don't know if you want to do that to your dog or not well here's the deal it sounds like something all of us should take advice from we should be in a calm Calm, environment environment and eat good quality foods yeah and we too can live to be 31 or 200 270. over 200 years old we too can live a good long life now in case you're wondering yeah but is that dog really 31 or are they just making it up well according to a veterinary service who registered bobby back in 1992 and the, the age has been verified by wow. another pet database and all of this other stuff like it's almost as if they're bobby's owners knew He'd live a good long life here. Hmm. Um, and actually, he's coming from good genes himself because uh, Lionel, Lionel um, has owned several old age dogs in the past, including Bobby's mother, Gira, or Jira, who lived to the age of 18. Wow. Um, however, he never imagined that any of his dogs would reach their 30s. I mean, humans, no we're hoping once you're over wow. 30, we're like, woohoo, you know? Wow. So there's <laughs> the Guinness cool. Book of World, World Records Record. certificate yep. there. Congratulations and happy birthday, Bobby. And or for Bobby. All, <laughs> Booby. We're not sure. Bobby. <laughs> for all of you um, viewers out there, if you have dogs, may your dogs live mm. to extended old ages and may they be healthy. Yes, but here's the thing. They, what they need to do is also roam free in the forests and never be chained or leashed. So mm. right now you feel like you're chained or leashed, metaphorically, to a desk. Get up and walk around. Go eat some good yeah, food. get up and move. Move. And make sure it's a calm, peaceful environment that you're And if you want to have a chocolate milk, I'm just saying, go for <laughs> it. Have that chocolate milk. Anyway, make sure you are hitting the like button right now if you're watching us on social media and send us your feedback. We always like to to read your thoughts. Now, for David and myself, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And thank you for supporting this show. Until next time, stay educated. Educated is directed and produced by Mike Menzel. Hosted by Katie Petrick and David Fiorazzo. Makeup and hair by Katie Scholl. Graphics designed by Dan Kaler. Educated is owned by Freedom Project Media. See other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the Freedom Project media app. Copyright 2023.